Welcome to the Platform Podcast, where we talk to coaches, athletes, experts, and real people to learn about their approaches to training, nutrition, mindset, and much more. I am your host, Jordan Kundi Wright, founder and head coach of the Twin Cities Kettlebell Club, and I'm on a mission to help others build sustainable, healthy lifestyles. This week, my guest is a return guest, Steve Riddle, the head coach of Team Riddlestruck in Canada, and I invited him on to promote his competition, the third annual Riddlestruck Kettlebell Sport Open, happening August 15th, online via Zoom or video submission, with the possibility of borders opening up and being able to have it in person in Guelph, Ontario, uh, but we still are not certain about that. So it will definitely be available online, and you should definitely register follow the link in the episode notes. Uh, In the second half of the conversation, we actually dive into Steve's journey to becoming a plant-based athlete, um, as well as some of the misconceptions and mistakes that people make in converting to a plant-based diet and his approach to nutrition coaching with his clients and athletes. And spoiler alert, he doesn't push people to be plant-based. Um, I really hope you guys enjoy the conversation as much as I did. And if you need a competition to register for this summer, please register for the Riddlestruck Open. I am also incredibly grateful that you listen to this podcast. And the best way that you could support me would be to register for my competition, the Twin Cities Kettlebell Open, here on October 23rd in Little Canada, Minnesota. And maybe tell a friend or two as well. Just go to our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com for details. If you haven't already, be sure to leave a rating and review of the platform podcast in your app of choice and support my work by supporting our sponsors whose affiliate links you'll find in the episode notes. And if you want to step onto the platform and compete in kettlebell sport, please reach out to me. I help athletes of all levels reach their goals without wasting time using my integrated online coaching approach. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club or email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. Now, let's step back onto the platform with Steve Riddle. I feel like this is important. So I'm going to say welcome into this week's episode of the platform podcast. And on this week's uh, this week's guest is a return guest. I have Stephen Riddle, head coach of the team Riddlestruck in Guelph, Ontario. I got it right this time. Nice. Rocked it. (laughs) And uh, and we've been we've been we've been nerding out a little bit on Star Wars because uh, to say that we're fans would be a mild understatement, I think very mild yes yes (laughs) and so so my children children who are six and five uh just recently started showing interest uh well my son's been showing strong interest in star wars for a while but my daughter was like not interested until she totally pulled psychological warfare the other night when it was like 8 30 at night and she did not want to go to bed and she was like she was like can we stay up later if we watch star wars (laughs) like and like any good dad would say of course. 
I was like, I was like, okay, but only, but only for a little while. <laughs> and so we, we got an hour into episode one uh, and then I made him stop and I put him to bed and everything. And, you know, and now, and now today I was, I was talking with Steve, uh, you know, offline that, that my kids, my kids have now, they wanted to watch them in order, which, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the Star Wars movies by now, I don't care if I'm spoiling anything for no. you because you've had plenty of time, <laughs> but they escalate pretty quickly. They go to a dark place like very, very fast and they wanted to watch them in order. So we watched episode one. Episode two is, you know, starts to starts to be, you know, people turning to the dark side. And then episode three, like there's massacres of children. <laughs> people get burned, half burned alive. Like it gets it gets pretty scary towards the end. And I oh, just, and just realized, crazy. yeah, just I just realized that. this might not be the best. This might not be the best thing for my children to watch at this age, but they really wanted to watch it. And so I went with it and surprisingly it went pretty well. But so you think episode two is the worst episode. Tell me why. I, so again, as Jordan said, I love Star Wars. I've loved Star Wars since I was like four years old. I was watching it as a kid myself. So I've grown up with Star Wars and watch it hundreds and hundreds of times. And every single time I watch it, I still love it. So <clears throat> last year, I just, during the first COVID lockdown pandemic that we talked about before, I actually watched all the Star Wars again and ranked them from one to 10. And I took, like, you know, I was very objective and I wasn't going with like a preconceived notion. And during episode two, I almost fell asleep, which is like <laughs> crazy to say in a Star Wars movie, but it was just really boring. Like the whole love with like Anakin and like Padme and stuff. And it just was dragging. And I just find it so bad. Like I thought episode one, the whole Jar Jar Binks thing, that was going to like, be the worst and it was like oh it's so bad I, I got, but like i gotta say my son like 30 minutes into episode one was like i don't like that guy with the floppy ears <laughs> i was like you're, like, you're not does. alone kid nobody, nobody liked that character but i found like in episode one like they did have some good battle scenes like darth maul and like quajan yeah. and like obi-wan like it was it was cool stuff like that like, yeah darth maul darth maul was the coolest bad guy and they gave us so little time of i darth know maul and then before they just ripped him away from us i know but thankfully again i know we also talked about like about spinoffs like the clone wars cartoon at least like again spoilers or not spoilers but if you haven't watched it you should because yeah you get a lot more darth maul and you yeah. get to see how really cool he is yeah so that was, was also badass. cool to be able to watch but yeah so like i honestly like episode two was just really really bad it's just it's the one i don't think i could ever watch again i'm like and again as a parent myself <clears throat> i have a seven-year-old seven-and-a-half-year-old and we started watching them now, but we watched it a little differently. I wanted to enjoy it too. So we started with like the original episode <laughs> four. So like start at Christmas time, working over, we did episode I was, four, I was five, six. I was trying so hard to push them to episode four, but I'm also no, like with the age, I'm like, gosh, if there's, if it's not like entertaining for them early, like I'll lose them. And like episode four, yeah. it's good for us because it's nostalgic and what have you, but I, I didn't feel like it would hook them in right away. It's a little bit more story building and background. And I don't know. So I was just like, all right, they want to start in chronological order. We'll do it in chronological order. We'll follow the timeline. And, you know, yeah. See, I didn't give my daughter the choice. So but yeah, you probably she liked yeah. it. Like she did four, five, and six. Wasn't too scary with Darth Vader and all that stuff. And then we done episode one. Now it's gonna get back into it and get episode two going. And yeah, episode yeah. three. And then probably take a little break before I get her into like seven, eight, nine. Maybe get yeah. her a little bit older because that gets a little even darker and <laughs> it, a little it more gets, intense. It gets heavy. Yeah, it gets heavy for sure. That 
I, I, I actually, so I, I agree with you. I think episode two is of all of them. Like that was, that was the one that was like the worst, especially as you compare it to the rest of the canon. You're just like, this is so bad. It's so poorly written. And like, yeah. we were talking like Natalie Portman's a good actress. She won a freaking yeah. Academy Award. Like she's not a bad actress, but she is brutal to watch in that because she is yeah. like trying so hard to bring something to a script that just doesn't have any meat to it. And then Hayden Christensen is not a good actor. Like he's no. great, in the, great in the action scenes. I can understand a little bit why they cast him. They, they, they wanted the physique and they wanted like the, the athleticism necessary to play like a young you know, Anakin Skywalker and, and to do those battle scenes. God, is he just so bad at emoting? <laughs> like he has anger and seething. Other than it's, that, it's like, no it's like, depth. like, and then they probably like, it's like a Romeo and Juliet type story that they're it tried to make. And it just, it didn't come across well. It wasn't like the old school Romeo and it wasn't like new school Romeo, like Leo DiCaprio way when yeah. he did it, but it just was like <laughs> somewhere in between. It just, it didn't work for them. And it just was, it was bad. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go the other direction. We'll, we'll, we'll turn it to a positive note. Best, best episode of, of the Canon. What's the, the best movie of the Canon. I'll let you include Rogue One. I'll let you include any of the other ones. Like what's the best you've watched them all. You've watched them them all. all. What's the best one. I'm looking at my phone right now. Cause I, (laughs) for my ranking star Wars list (laughs) and I don't know. No, again, just give us just... the list then. Just give us the list. All right. Start so at the my... bottom. But you got to start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Okay. We got to do it. Drama. Start at the bottom. Build the drama. So <laughs> number 10. No, no, number 11. There's 11. Oh, yeah. Because right. I did include Rogue One and Solo Story. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> my worst one as we have on episode two, Attack of the Clones. The only like, and I put like my best part of that because there was a good part was actually finally seeing Yoda in a lightsaber. Yoda, Yoda like, that was the coolest part of it. Yeah. Like that made the movie not being like yeah. throw it in the garbage type never watch it like that would be the only thing good then well, it was mace episode- window with this purple lightsaber you get to see yeah you get to see mace window fight right but yeah okay number 10 was episode one so again yeah. phantom menace if people are wondering only good thing about that was like again, like the darth maul obi-wan fight was really cool number nine solo story i do like solo story i think it gets a bad rap from a lot of people saying that was really bad but I actually did enjoy it. I watched I found it, like, it entertaining. I've watched it a handful of times. Like I, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was bad. I like again, it was just so poorly done too that lead into a, a second one because again of the end with Darth Maul in it. Sorry if I'm spoiling for all these people who haven't seen it, but yeah. whatever. It's been out for a they've, while. They've been locked Netflix, inside for, for 18 months. Like if you, you really want plenty to watch of it. opportunity to, to you could have watched content. it. Um Rise of Skywalker is number eight for me. It's okay. Um, episode three, Revenge of the Sith, what we were talking about is number seven. I actually like out of the first original three, that was like by far the best one. Yeah, definitely. Dark, but good story, good battle scenes. A lot, of Irwin, action, a lot more. Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor, like even yeah. even acting against Hayden Christensen can still like he's just such a good actor. Like that yeah. scene, that scene where you can like feel his heartbreak when when you know Anakin kills him. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can you can feel like you can feel you can feel that like pain. Like he does a great job in that movie. I love you and McGregor, especially as Obi Wan. He's awesome. Yes, and then I got Return of the Jedi at number one, two, three, top five, number five. Wow. Yeah. That's number really, four. That's really low for me, but okay. Well, Return of the Jedi, like, as I say, a lot of people don't like Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi either. Too too cheesiest, almost, a little soft. Storyline was okay. This is probably a lot of people won't like it either, but I have, like, Empire Strikes Back as four, which wow. a lot of people, yeah, again, think, like, that's, like, heresy. the best one. 
Yeah, right? that's at the You're top probably, of the like, list the for a lot of one. people. I actually like. I think I think Empire is the best of them. Yeah. Um, uh, well, actually, Rogue One is actually I think the one that's the best. The best story. I actually I have I, Rogue. I have Rogue One at three, and people will fight me on that too. Like there are people get so mad at that because they don't think it's that good. I'm like, but name another movie that like, and I think I timed it. It's 40 minutes is the last like fight scene. It's that long. It's yeah. 40 minutes in length. Like it's and ends with. Well, not just end, but ends with like being blown up, right? Which yeah, and then ends with like the coolest ending ever, like Darth Vader being Darth Vader kicking some ass. Yeah, like that when that happened, that was like amazing. Like I love, I thought Rogue One's really good too. And then I got Force Awakens at two, and I got nostalgic Episode One as like my favorite. And I think again that could just Episode be Four, Episode Four, Episode not, Four. Sorry, yeah, the first one that, that came out, Episode Four. Yeah, a new first one I, gr- I grew up with. I've seen it like again hundreds and hundreds of times. So it's like one of those like. As I said earlier, I can watch that over and over again, and I still enjoy it. I still love it. It doesn't bore me at all. Yeah. So okay. I think again, it's. I mean, it's here's where list. you're. Here's where you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong again. You're, you're this is, so this wrong. Is, this is where this we need is to pull. Media, Ma- so we need to pull. Totally we need to pull wrong. Matt. We need to pull Matt in for for this part of the conversation. Fo- follow up. Follow up. Blurb from Matt. A rebuttal as to why Steven's list is all wrong. <laughs> Oh, he, yeah, for sure. He'll. I think he's an Empire Strikes Back person. I think he I, likes. That. I can see. I can see why Empire. I can see why Empire gets gets uh, gets so much love because it's. I mean, there's a lot of drama to it. It's a. It, it is, and it's great. But that one's not number one for me just because like the the end scene, like Mark Hamill is just a little over the top with the <laughs> the acting on it. So I just like I don't know. I, I had a little. It's hard. Like, but I. Acting, acting opposite someone in a mask is hard, yeah. right? Like I'll you don't get to see, you don't get to see any facial, any facial expression, you know? So I think the force awakens is actually is severely underrated. I think you, I think you actually have that one uh, pretty high. And I, I actually agree with that. I think that's, yeah, actually... I, I think so too, because again, a lot of people come to force awakens like, Oh, force awakens. It was just like a remake of like episode four. And I'm like, okay, sure. But they're telling a different story, different characters. Like you have to develop it based on whatever you have. And, yeah. and I think at some point too, anyone, it's like, no matter what they did, everyone always compares it to the original three. So they suck. They're yeah. not good or they're remaking it. But I'm like, it's Star Wars. What did you expect? Lightsaber duels, stormtroopers. That's it. Like you're going <laughs> to get. Like, I had like, a, I had a create, I had a creative writing uh, professor in college that said something like there's, there's only been six stories ever written. They're just different characters and different, like, like, like you can make the case true. where like, there's like, there's, there's no unique. So like there, there are plot points and there are certain formula, like it's just a matter of character development and how you tell the story and you know, all of, all of those things. And like, I, I thought force awakens is actually very, very enjoyable, very well done well acted i think adam driver is really really good as an mm-hmm. as an actor too i think he does he's a good bad guy i like i like him which as people a, don't like either right people think he's too i, I think like in the like the a9 i think people were like oh he ruined the movie it's just like his acting per se or his character like the character development of him wasn't what they liked he wasn't like a true like sith lord and blah 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 so that's how they'll criticize it right but again it's like those people who probably don't like star wars anyways and are yeah. like it just sucks it sucks like again, well, like, yeah, I you, get, you get the Trekkies, the Trekkies versus yeah. the Star Wars people. Like, I, you know, I've I've got my good friend Mike, uh, who's a data scientist I work with, and and he is a Star Trek guy through mm. and through, and he hates Star Wars. <laughs> like, he will go. Like, he went. We went to. We went to. Uh, one of the i can't even remember which one we went to one of the one of the new ones and he was like i'm done i'm done i'm not going anymore 
but he knew about like how excited I am about Star Wars. Yeah. And like he got me into Star Trek. I'm not gonna lie. Like he 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 activated that latent nerdery in me. And now I, you know, I've 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 definitely watched a lot of Star Trek and I do really enjoy Star Trek. But he's like, he's like, Star Trek is so much better, so much more intelligent. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm like, dude, but Star Wars is more entertaining. It's just more fun. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like Star Trek tries to be like the smart, like they try to be like a smarter sci-fi type. I don't know, yeah. show like yeah. they just come off like that way like yeah they're star heavier wars on the like... science and, and star wars yeah. is heavier on the fiction like i yeah. i like the i like the the suspension of disbelief i do like some of the elements of taoism and buddhism and things that are woven throughout but that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast whole other topic yeah yeah okay so i didn't <laughs> right. i didn't i didn't ask you on just to to wax nerdy uh, about star wars like obviously star wars we, is could, fun. we could do this for for hours uh but well tell the tell the people why did i ask you on i think you've got a little thing happening uh coming up in in august right so yeah so give, in, you, give you a platform to to advertise two, i guess yeah roughly eight weeks from now or so give or take depending on the days august 14th and the 15th is a weekend um we are going to be hosting our third annual team riddlestruck team riddlestruck kettlebell sport open like last year, more unlikely this one is going to be online as well. Pandemic, all that other stuff. Stuff is opening up here in Ontario, which is great. But I've already got my gathering. face. I've already got my face paint and my bush suit, and I'm I'm just I'm, Bobby Hicks and I are sneaking over the border, man. We're coming in hey, person. Man, you, we're, you might get it. I don't know. Like I mean, we were one way or another. Travel soon, but we, legally or just, illegally, we're lifting illegal. in person. <laughs> there you go. We're gonna figure out. We're gonna figure out a way to get some people across the border. Now, now the Mounties are on to me. They're they're yeah, nah, nah, hey, nah. no borders not open, eh? No, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. You gotta go back where you came from. <laughs> I have a tomorrow's coffee. Does that work? No way. Sorry. Um, uh, throw so, in yeah, some so, Timbits and I'll go back. Like, give me give me a couple <laughs> buckets of Timbits and some coffee. Then I'll okay. Uh, I'll go on my way. That's it. So yeah, so we're pretty stoked. Um, it's an IKO event as well. So similar to yours, yeah. Jordan's, uh, Dennis Vasilev letting us, you know, be under his blanket of kettlebell sport competitions, which is awesome. So it's going to be our second time being through his event. So obviously it will be ranked. And then obviously I think what Dennis does is he collects points as well from yep. all the competitions as well. So if you are in a team or even a, like a person, you will be, your results will be sent to Dennis and he'll put into his own like spreadsheets maybe yeah. if he does spreadsheets i don't know if he's a spreadsheet guy like some he people does. here well yeah I, I don't know if he's the one who does them or not but uh, i know I when know someone does a spreadsheet tallies somebody up somebody and somebody's got a spreadsheet tallying points for the teams that enter points for the teams and then he's at the end of the year again overall winners teams and winners are announced so it's pretty cool uh yeah so in my instagram account riddlestruck fitness there is a link to the uh registration form and then there's also another link for my paypal account so when you want to two-step process sign up and then pay and then you get to lift it's pretty fun again last year we had some comes out to like, like 46 bucks american to register 46 bucks american it's yeah. a steal talk to jordan he signed up last week along I with did. bobby Hicks as well so low both entered now they just got to get across the border to lift live but 46 dollars yeah. is pretty cheap these days to do real yeah. relatively anything and you get a really cool um, like I think we're going to do stickers. I might be letting a cat out of the bag. I've been co co convinced by Matt and Sarah that I need to do stickers this year. We didn't do stickers last year. Okay. So we got stickers, maybe some patches, and then we're also are doing another newer T-shirt design. 
Um, I saw so the t-shirt design. I just folded all of my, I just folded all of my t-shirts and I realized I have two types of t-shirts in my wardrobe. I have black kettlebell team t-shirts and then I have t-shirts I don't wear. Um, so, so I have just a stack of black, of black kettlebell t-shirts that are either my t-shirts, your t-shirts, other teams, t-shirts. And then there's like this other stack that are also kettlebell shirts, but they're like purple and orange and red and blue. And I'm like, I never, don't wear, wear those. I never wear those. No, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry to people that either I paid for some of those shirts, but to people that gave them to me, I'm sorry that I don't wear the other ones, right? Like I got a warhorse, I got a warhorse kettlebell club, uh, one from, from Ray Wright. That is like an olive green, um, which I do not look good in olive green. Like if you want to see me look like a big fat olive, that's, that's the shirt that I wear. So, that's awesome. uh, but the, the shirt is a cool design. Who, who designed the shirt? Was that Matt or was it, who, who did that logo? No, design? it was, um, Eric, like a, a friend, like oh, it's, nice. it's Matt, Matt connection. Um, Eric, Eric lamb. I, I want to say his last name is lamb. Um, they designed it for us. Nice. We just actually connected with them recently on messenger, but, uh, yeah, they're the ones who are behind uh, Eric lamb shout out to them for doing our designs. Really nice. So they yeah, created you've got our- a good hookup on swag, man. You've got some good Huge, swag, really good. Nice. hookup. So yeah, they've created our logo all. And then like, probably every single t-shirt we've done, they've always helped it. The real struck posters, all that stuff. Like we've gone to them to help get our, the bandanas that we have. Um, I don't know if you saw like Swanson mountain fitness. They've also yeah. done their swag this time around for like their last competition, oh, their nice. headbands, their bandanas or t-shirts. So yeah. So they make some really good stuff and awesome. They, yeah. So like you're saying too, like when I look at my clock, like my drawer, I got a lot of kettlebell shirts and they say they're all black. And then you got, <laughs> and then even some, I have some other, they say same thing, like other kettlebell shirts that are just like, you know, like my kids got for like a birthday present or Christmas. And you're like, I don't want to wear them to lift it. Cause they're like nicer <laughs> shirts. Well, so it's fun. It's you funny. Them and sweat them. It's funny that you say that because like I, I, I sent, uh, I sent you guys some of the, some of the, the kettle 316 shirts and you guys or you guys ordered some of those, some of, some of those shirts. And I love those shirts. And even Matt was like, God, you got the, he's like, you got the super nice tri-blend. Like this is so soft and buttery. And then I like, yeah. I, and I was like, yeah, this is great. Like, I love these shirts to wear around. And then I went and lifted it and I was like, the tri-blend sucks. And so I actually went, I'm actually doing samples to do cotton shirts. Oh. So I'm like, I'm going to have two versions on the, on the oh, website no. where like a tri-blend, a tri-blend version for if you want to wear it around yeah, and yeah. an actual like 100% cotton version, cotton because, one. because when it, like, I'm, I'm so picky about my shirts now. It's, it is ridiculous how picky you get about like, your shirts but like that's a, a critical piece of equipment when you're like stopping your elbows on your body oh, yeah. for for jerk or for long cycle over yeah. and over again like i'm yeah, so unless, picky about my shirts it's true oh yeah for sure any shirt that like you get like any little bit of like sliding mode you're like oh, this shirt's done oh. like right away you're like nope sorry can't do it well like, and then I've got, one, I've, I've got here on my people can't see but i'm showing i'm showing steve on my right arm i've got a i've got a little cherry on my on my underarm nice, yes. from, from where the screen printing on a uh, a windy city kettlebell club that has the w on it that i've worn that shirt that was my favorite jerk shirt and it's become obvious because the screen printing is now like basically the consistency of 60 grit sandpaper because it's all broken apart so yes. like i was doing i was doing a lot i was doing a, a long uh, a long jerk set and a, a, a just a lot 
lot of jerks that day. And by the end of it, like my arm was literally bleeding because I had just abrased, I had just so much abrasion on that, on that screen printing over and over again. And I felt like such a baby. Cause I was like, I was like, ah, 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 my arm hurts. Oh, that hurts. But it's like, you're getting sweat in an abrasion wound over and over and over again. And then it's getting worse and worse and worse every single time. So I'm going to have to like cut the sleeves off that shirt and turn it into a snatch shirt. Cause it's getting retired from the, yeah. from the jerk collection now. So um, exactly. if you're some- a snatcher, you don't care really about shirts. You can just, yeah, whatever. You can wear a suit you, you wear really a tank. Could. You wear a tank top. You wear a, a gorilla suit. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter really matter. Yeah, it's like you can snatch. You can snatch. You can snatch. Yeah. Um. So you've you've also announced some of the cool. You've got some cool sponsorships. So let's give your sponsors yeah. a shout out. What sponsors yeah, do you have so, so far? You know, got a few sponsors so far. I'll do a third one just because I haven't announced it yet. But this is a cool spot to announce it. Yes. Um, exclusive so, platform exclusive podcast exclusive. <laughs> so yeah, our first sponsorship was um, Kettlebell Games Apparel. Um, obviously, you know, n- numerous people in kettlebell sport, hard style. Everyone knows about kettle game, kettlebell games apparel. The guy makes yeah. some really sweet t-shirts. I have a bunch. Like I'm wearing one of his shirts right now. Obviously, no one can see it, but like the guy's design, the guy's a genius in terms of like what he yeah, uses he comes, and how he, he creates yeah, them. He comes up with stuff really quickly. Like, it's he's really prolific. Cool. Like, I, he is. I remember I've been talking to him now for easily three Alex, right? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've, I've connected with him, but I've never, like, I actually, I invited him to come on the podcast. I hope he does. Um, we were yeah, gonna, he's cool. just haven't, haven't made it happen yet, but we, yeah, we, I've we, talked to, I talked to him like three years ago, I think maybe a little bit longer when he first was really starting to come out and stuff. I, I, we, we connected, I started talking to him and guys are super cool. Like he sent me like six shirts for nice. myself. Plus he sent both my kids t-shirts. Oh, that's like, awesome. Damn. I'm like, and my kids still have them. They love them. They think that's like the coolest shirt ever. Like, I'm like yeah, kettlebell shirt, man. Like it's the coolest thing. Yeah, so I yeah, gotta so get one of the Wonder out. Woman kettlebell shirts for my daughter. Cause she's all nice. into Wonder Woman. Nice. I should get her the, the Wonder Woman kettlebell shirt. So we have a, uh, yeah. So kettlebell games apparel is a sponsor. Um, he's giving away two $50 gift cards to be used on merchandise on his website. So nice. It's really cool. He did that. Before. And you have a, and, you have a discount code for his website. No, I don't. But I think he, he like, just for in general yeah 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 yeah. no i don't have one yet i should probably should get one you should get one i was gonna i was gonna plug it i was gonna be like we'll put it in the Uh, episode no it's no out maybe have to get out and be like give me a (laughs) give me a discount code (laughs) give steve riddle a discount code no so he's really cool i say team riddle struck team riddle that should be it he helped out a couple years ago and now he's honoring it and he's doing it again for me so i know i like it so people look get some free swag after a lift and then the second one we got is uh, Arsene from uh, Laboratory of Champions. Laboratory of Champions. Laboratory of Champions. The guy who makes probably the coolest shoes for lifting. Like you send him in, you you send him an idea, and it could be like the crappiest like cartoon drawing idea, and then he will make it look like a like Mona Lisa piece of art. Like he yeah. will just take it. He's a craftsman like, for sure. He's like, this is what you want. And I'm like, that's even cooler than what I wanted. <laughs> but yeah, I'll take that. That's yeah, really cool. Like, so I got. So the cool thing too is again, like four, three years ago, four years ago, maybe four years ago, it was funny because it actually just came up on like a group chat, like the YouTube videos that I showed to Josh. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, hey, like that's me in the back corner there lifting. And that competition, one of the, the prizes was um, like 50% off or something or free, sorry, a free pair of <laughs> arsony like shoes from Laboratory Champions. Oh, that's awesome. Like, Damn. So I won. <laughs> So I was like, ooh, free sh-. like I had lifting. That's shoes why you were looking at the floor. You were just visualizing the shoes. My shoes. No, that was the first competition when I had like oh. my like <laughs> CrossFit gear Reebok lifting shoes on. These this was like 
<laughs> I, I was a little bit better by that second video that we saw. Um, a little bit, not much, but a little bit. Sorry, people have no idea what we're talking about. No, There's a video of Stephen Riddle on YouTube in his first co- his first comp- competition. He was snatching and he never looked up from the floor, regardless of whether he was in overhead fixation or in the backswing. He was looking at the floor the whole time, which is, you know, seeing his technique now versus, you know, 2014, it makes you, you go, wow, he's, he has improved a, a lot better. in seven years. And, and, and don't forget to say that, like, I was looking at the ground and my foot, my feet did not move. Yeah, there was like, no lay, foot pedaling. Like there was no glued. foot pedaling. I am no grouped. nothing. It was <laughs> as mass forces. I was yeah. grouped. I am on the root. platform. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I say I, I ended up winning the event at the cut of the competition. So I got my first pair of his, and like I'm a big Superman guy as well. Besides Star Wars, I love Superman. So I was like, I want Superman shoes. Oh man. So so I was just like, hey, I'm like, I want Superman. Like, I can I? Like, I paid extra too. I'm like, like you know, choose these shoes. Can't be low extra. Get them like. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, Superman. He's like, and like within like two seconds, he's like, like this, and it was like a, a sample of I guess another shoe he done. I was like, yeah. yeah, that sounds really cool. Perfect, do it up. So we got him. He's uh he's contributed again. Um, so yeah, for 40 forty percent off, forty percent yeah. off for any of his shoes or the belts that he makes. Plus, also this time around, he's offering fifteen percent discount off any of his timers as well that he uses. So, if you're looking to like, you know, if you have a like a studio or gym, just looking to get or say a, you're hosting a competition in October hosting, and, may, and and maybe you need some timers, or yeah, or you're hosting a competition in October and you need really nice timers, you may want to win this and then put that fifteen percent towards the timer. So yeah, so uh, who's free. who's who's all entered? Because I gotta I gotta make sure I have a shot at actually winning this. I'm pretty sure I don't have much of a chance at winning, but well, that's okay. we still have to figure out which awards for what lifts go to who. Fair, because we're still trying. We're still obviously collecting sponsorships, so um, obviously the laboratory champions one is going to be one of the bigger ones, right? Obviously, yeah. based on the the size of the prize. But yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and what's the third might- one? What's the new one? The Drum new roll. one right now is also um, local, not local, Canadian-based company um ottawa laval area quebec uh strong bars nutrition i don't know if you've ever heard of them i have not but that's okay strong bars nutrition delicious uh so it's a small business it's a he's supported many kettlebell sporting events as well and he helped support us last time as well he is providing two gift cards to his website for 50 dollars off his protein bars and then he's also going to provide me with a 20% discount code to every single person who does enter our competition to awesome. order product as well from his website. Um, they're like all natural protein bars, uh, gluten-free, there's vegan ones or plant-based options as well for nice. everyone to enjoy. Um, I've ordered numerous times from them. Um, Eric St. Ange has definitely ordered a lot as well. He He's put some big orders in before and I've seen, um, but honestly, like once you try them, you'll love them. Like I'm oh, sure I I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, like for, I like natural, like baked, like baked protein bars. Like the, I can't do like the, the big, the big supplement brand protein bars that are basically like just really terrible candy bars. Like I, that, yes. I used to really like those, but oh, yeah, I just too. can't, I just can't anymore. Like I've, I don't really do much artificial sweetener anymore. And I just, I just really, I just really don't like it. What's up, buddy? Please have, there's in the <laughs> oven too. So when I'm done talking, we'll have, we'll have some. <laughs> yeah that's fine at the table are you watching episode four no you put on something else okay (laughs) 
little the, little interlude there with my daughter asking, <laughs> asking, for asking for a snack so that was awesome did you write it down were you like reading a piece of paper yeah she wrote it on a note because like i'll do at when i'm on work calls she knows she can't interrupt a work call so she like will just hand me a note and it'll you know it will say like can we it's watch awesome. tv can i have a snack or you're like yes please please <laughs> yes go do whatever you want yeah just Let's go just yeah. go so yeah, the joys of the joys of uh, uh, parent, parenting during a pandemic. My children have now been trained to hand me notes rather than interrupt Zoom calls. Which it's amazing. It's good. That's so good. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but whatever. So okay, cool. So power bar new was, was strong it? bar, strong bar, strong bar strong nutrition. Strong bar nutrition. Awesome. So eat, yeah. So yeah, those are the three so far. Um, obviously, we're still reaching out to a few other sponsors, hoping to get a few more to make it more enticing per se for people, but um obviously again the biggest thing is just uh, having lift. another spot for people to lift have fun yeah. lifting and like yeah like being on zoom is probably not the most ideal thing but you know it's a year and a half now and we're all probably getting used to it a little bit you're lucky you're hosting yours live and not even giving the people the option of like <laughs> online you're like in person sorry maybe we'll see i'm 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 still i'm still has i've had a lot of inquiries about online options and i the answer has been I think I will accept video submissions. I'm still figuring that out, but I'm probably not going to live stream it because no, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do all, I don't want to have to figure out the logistics of running my first live competition in person, as well as, as the logistics of live streaming it um, and having people live like, I, yeah. no, I like, I just, like, I don't want to add that extra headache to it. Yeah. Like I talked about it before and I've talked to other people about like, say the nice thing with this whole pandemic is that again, it's created like, video submissions or online submissions so my whole thing would be like yeah going forward doing like what you're doing like do like a day like say the saturday where it's like this is going to be live in person only yeah and then like if you want to like edit okay on the sunday if you want to do like live but on zoom we will schedule it then so you're like you're splitting it up over two days so you're like like the issue that you're saying you're running into you're like because that would be my thing i don't want to be like okay at 10 and 10.30, we have live lifts here. And then at 10.45, I got to switch my Zoom to make sure I, I got yeah. like Steve Riddle lifting his 20. And I'm like, no, it would be chaotic. Yeah, it'd be, be too much chaos. And then I, I'm trying to keep Sunday open. So in the event that that it is a larger number of lifters than than what I can handle in a day, that I have the option of making it biathlon on, on Saturday and long cycle on Sunday. And we yeah. could split it into two days. That That's still a, I was trying to keep that option on the table. So I'm thinking like, I'll accept video submissions up to like the Friday and then I can mm-hmm have all of those or you know or maybe the thursday because then i can have all of those watched and ranked and then then we do the in-person competition but video submissions can be part of the prize pool because they're they've already submitted their 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 competition sets so but anyways this isn't about my competition this is about your competition it's about your competition so what are you what are you lifting for for that um i'm probably gonna do a 24 kilogram long cycle again Nice. Go back down to like 24. So I did 28 Swansons like a month or so ago. And now I'm going to drop it down to 24s um, just because like in the case event, I do go to like the Worlds potentially in Budapest, Hungary in October as well. Yeah. So um, so for Team Canada and all that stuff, representing them, like I, I qualified lifting 24 kilo like, like kilograms. So I'm going to drop back down just using that as like another training set. I'm contemplating as well, probably leaning towards. I'm going to lift probably at um the one with the week before the one dennis is promoting right now john uh the orange kettlebell one. Oh, john yeah john john Wild buckley's place yeah oh nice yeah i didn't know there was one that week the week before 
Yeah, August. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, the Cali. Yeah, the yeah the Cali, Cali uh, Open. Cali Open. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna lift at that one as well. Just you know, Dennis is helping me out. Does a lot of stuff. I was like, ah, one extra week. You know, a lot of these people are lifting like like you know some of the better lifters are lifting like every week almost it seems right so i I don't know how you guys do it i really don't like i do triathlon so it's a little (laughs) different but it's you know but but even so like even before i was doing triathlon like i don't know how people can do like a 10 minute set one saturday take and then and then they take like two days off and then they're right back into the gym training again and then they compete again the the next saturday like i like i don't think i've ever done it i don't have that recovery capacity i don't know how the fuck you guys do it i don't know either i've never done it (laughs) Like I've like done, um, like I've used like, and again, just with like years gone past, like you never, like, again, like the last, we talked about many times, like having the capabilities of doing online events is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because it ruins, it can ruin your training. If you don't strategically look and say, okay, I want to do a, B and C and let's leave it at that. Yeah. You look and go, I want to do this one. 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 And then you're like, which we all ran into. And you're like, man, it's like, I've done six, like six months in a row. I've lifted a competition 10 yeah. minutes and you're like you can't, I'm burnt yeah, you, and just you burnt can't out peak, you can't peak your cns can't no. peak that many times and i've had that conversation uh with a lot with a lot of people like i don't have any problem with competing that regularly like that's actually part of the uh sergey merkelin uh you know school the saint petersburg school for merkelin's merkelin's camp is like they have competition sets as part yeah. of their monthly training right they 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 compete every month because they want to train that muscle and they want to, but, but you're not going like, it's like somebody, I think in our group chat actually was talking about how Dennis, Dennis stepped on and did, did a jerk set and stopped at seven minutes and put him, but he went full on regular, you know, balls to the wall, full on jerk pace, seven minutes and just set him down. Mm-hmm. And people are like, <laughs> I was like, well, What's yeah, he, he could, he could have finished the 10, but it, he just treats it as another training set, but it's a competition style training set, you know? And like yeah. that, I, that I get, but like the people that can like just compete, like, five six seven eight times a year and go just and just produce 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 i'm like well a i'm like one like amazing amazingly impressed at their capability but two like the coach in me is like what are they leaving on the table (laughs) like what would their results be if they if they if they limited it to like one competition a quarter and Mm -hmm. and and designed their macro cycle so that only one of those four competitions in the year was the one that they're peaking for, right? Where it's, you know, yeah. worlds or whatever, right? Like if they, if they really did it and focus like, man, I wonder, I wonder what people that do that could, could, uh, could, could output because I just think you're, it's too much pressure to put on your CNS. It's, it's, it's hard to recover from that level of loading and, and yeah, so expect best performance, I guess. As you say, like for me, because like for my own, com- like my competition, like I could use, the John Buckley one the week before, that's my 10 minute set and like go hard for that one. And then the next week, just do like a five or six minute, kind of like what Dennis did, do yeah. five, six minutes at pace, maybe a little bit higher above pace to see how I feel to like then go into like the next training, which won't be until like October. So like, it'll give me, and that's probably how it Like it'll be like competition, competition, back to back. And then it'll be nothing until October. So like, I'll give myself that time that I need to recover yeah. because yeah, like like the first six months for me, I've done like I think I've done four or five competitions. Some five minutes. Like I was smart, I quote unquote smart to myself. I only gave like myself five minute sets for a few of them, yeah. just because like I don't want to like say crush wanna, myself. Yeah, you say, don't want to do a five minute yourself. Like, you oh, can definitely just... get shiny object syndrome where you're like, oh, there's a competition next week. Oh, there's a competition yeah. next week. Oh, there's another competition in two weeks. And, and like because of like say the price is a really good price here. Like this is well, it's, what what's the big deal? Just throw my name into the hat type of thing, see how it goes, and just lift. But 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that you guys, like the timing works out really, really well um, for at least for, for me and my team and for my competition, because like we were actually looking for like, okay, what's a like midsummer competition that we want to, that we want to compete for. And I was like looking at, I think Moses has one out in Vegas, like that's at the end, at the end of August, um, you know, but I was like, I really want something either like late July or mid, like early, early to mid August so that we can then have another 10 to 12 week cycle. Right. So mm -hmm. we can, we can compete, go full out, set our baseline, know, know what our output is and then have a full like three month mesocycle to, yep. to, to then build off of that capacity. We've got a couple of weeks to recover and then a 10, a 10 to eight week cycle to, to really hone in for what's coming in the, what's coming in the fall. So that's, that's exactly. my plan. I'm using, I'm using your comp to see, okay, where am I at? And then that, that's what sets realistic expectation for what can, what can be achieved, what can be achieved in October. And we build the training cycle from there. So there you go. That's it. So it's like pumped a, about that. So match made in heaven right there. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah, man. Right. So. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Platform Podcast. We interrupt this interview to share some exciting updates about the prizes and sponsors for the first annual Twin Cities Kettlebell Open happening October 23rd, which we'll be hosting at the Athlete Lab here in Little Canada, Minnesota, in the heart of the Twin Cities. 27 Degrees Apparel is designing our event t-shirt and has given us a discount code TCKB10 for 10% off all of his apparel. You should definitely check out uh, especially the limited edition Big Tim shirts which are coming out to support my man Tim Boyer who's uh, lost almost 100 pounds now. Those are only available for pre-order until May 20th so get them while you can. Um, and as with all of the orders, um, $4 for every shirt that you purchase goes to support one of several mental health charities, uh, which you can choose when you check out, which is really, really awesome. There's a list of charities uh, that you can choose from to support um, with, with your donation, which is fantastic. Uh, also, Barefoot Athletics has gift certificates for six pairs of Ursus Barefoot training shoes, my personal favorite for snatch as well as deadlift and GPP. Uh, and as I've mentioned before, Bellevator by Dennis Vasilov has given us two belts uh, to give away. Our friend Nikolai Puchlov from the Seattle Kettlebell Club is providing his new Made in the USA Pro kettlebells for competitors to try out and use on the platform if they choose, uh, as well as support from Gaspari Nutrition and others. So if you have other ideas or connections to interested sponsors, please reach out to me. And please don't forget to register for the event on our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com. And now let's get back into the interview. I did want to ask you because this is one of the things I, and I, I told you this before we got on um, that we didn't get into before and I got to applaud you. Like most people that are vegan in my experience are like, let you know within the first, you know, five <laughs> minutes that they're vegan. So you get the, like a CrossFitter, a vegan and, and whatever to walk into a bar who tells you first, right. Or a, a, Bitcoin, oh, for sure. a, Bit, a Bitcoin trader who tells you first. So we didn't even get into nutrition on the first, on the first podcast with you and no. you're, you, you are vegan and uh, plant-based is how I like to call myself. Yes. 
Okay. I don't, I feel like, and again, I'll explain I'm, to I'm you. Ba- I'm bad. Yeah. I'm bad with the verbs and the, the I'm sure. bad with the, with the appropriate labels. So, so you tell me you're, you're plant-based. What, yeah, so what does that mean? First of all, like I would say vegan people is more like, like, I think there are some people like who consider that vegan. Those are like the people like no leather shoes. Like, yeah, it's more for ethical not, reasons, right? Uh, exactly. Ethical purposes. Plus like they may be health, but more of as ethical, like they don't want anything to do with like, any animal product so like if you're really like hardcore vegan like whatever even like wife your kid like your kids or like husband depending on like you know if you're a woman or male like you will not really let animal products come into your house plant-based people more have generally is like more health reasons right or they say it's healthier reasons like they yeah maybe for the planet as well per se or like whatever they're they're not mutually exclusive there can be ethical reasons to eat a plant exactly right so i just like to go by the name of plant-based as well so i usually because you're excited about your leather you're excited about your leather (laughs) your new yeah because i really like my new shoes (laughs) although he makes vegan shoes though like he does make vegan shoes so shout out to arseny there you go he has also probably he's a good businessman (laughs) he knows he's smart um so yeah so um i'm plant-based i I, I keep like in my head before I, I knew we were coming to talk about, I'm like, when was it that I stopped eating meat? And I was like, and then it's, it was 2015. So okay. it's been like, it was it, May 1st. I know it's May the 1st, it's, but it's, and it was 2015. So it's just over six years now, like six years now that I literally went like say cold Turkey. Like I just, you didn't do it on May the 4th. So we could just bring, no, I did not circle. do it. I, I was like, <laughs> if I was smart, if I was thinking I would have, I would have done it. Um, but when I first like stopped eating meat, it wasn't like, okay, this is going to be like my new life venture. It was yeah. like, I'll try it for a month. Yeah, it was see an how, experiment. See how, see how I feel, right? Because yeah. I felt like a month would be like a good enough time frame for me to see how my body would adjust. Like if I felt, felt strong, if like hungry, like whatever, right? Like my body would be able to adjust and I could tell if it was working or it wasn't working and I should change something. Yeah. But like prior to it, like I'd actually done a lot of like research per se into switching from like meat eater to not eating meat anymore. Cause I ate a lot of meat, like chickens, turkeys, fish, eggs, cheese, like you name it. Like I ate it. So it wasn't like, I was like slowly cutting myself off. It was like, all right, April 30th. I'm even like chicken for dinner. May the first comes like, okay, I'm not eating cold turkey. Um, cold turkey. So at the time I was working at a studio in the, the like the, the couple, the owners at the time, like they were dating. Um, they were both plant-based as well. So I was like, perfect. So I talked to him and said like, you know, I was looking for just a change in my nutrition. Like, you don't, you know, you get a little bit tired of eating chicken six days a week or fish or whatever, whatever. And I was like, oh, I was thinking about like dabbing to like trying like plant-based because like, obviously you do it. He's, he was in good shape. He was strong. So it was like, okay, I'm, I, I can see that like, you're not having like, like less muscle in your body because like you're not eating animal protein per se. Yeah. So he, he gave me some really good advice and tips of like what to do. And also like a lot of like the biggest mistakes that I say like people make when they stop eating meat. All right. Let's, like, let's hear him. What are, what are what, those, what are those he mistakes? Said the, he said the biggest mistake that people do is they don't, they, they don't eat enough calories now because like they, everyone always eats vegetables, like say salads and potatoes and rice and whatever. But then like when they eliminate the meat part, like the chicken breast, the steaks, the beef, the ribs, whatever fish, they don't replace that portion with like enough calories and the protein you go, from, you go from a 600 calorie dinner to a 300 calorie dinner because it's, you hard, just to, don't it's hard to eat 600 calories worth of just vegetables exactly right so like you might inc- incorporate some like tofu or beans of some sort but you might not add enough so all of a sudden you're always under eating every single meal like you said like 
four to 600 calorie meal is like 200 to 400. So you slowly start to like break your body down. So you're not getting enough good quality nutrients in your body that all of a sudden, like you're trying to work out, you're trying to do anything and your body just doesn't have the energy needed. So I took a, like, that was it. And I, I would just really randomly ask him a lot of questions. Like what, what was his main source of the protein? What did he like to use? So he liked a lot of beans. So like chickpeas, red kidney beans, black beans. So I was like, okay, so I'll start lowering that. Like he did eat tofu too. Again, I know a lot of people, like, I don't think any more people think it. Some people still do, but like tofu was bad for people because of soy and there's still so i'm gonna i'm gonna riff on that for just a second so there's one of the one of the prevalent uh food science scare tactics is that soy is estrogenic and Mm -hmm. you know and that and that it can cause if you eat too much soy it's really bad for you and it causes your body to to produce estrogen the problem with that is that it's an extrapolation of rat studies um, where they like hyper fed rats like a crazy amount of soy. And if you extrapolated that out to the amount of soy that a human would need to consume, it's like an ungodly amount of 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 soy. Of soy. And there's been a ton of research on, on it. And it's basically been found to be a safe, effective protein source for most people, unless you have specific conditions like Hashimoto syndrome or other or other things where soy can be bad for autoimmune disorders or things like that. So like, like with anything with nutrition, context is very important. It depends. We are not, we are not saying soy is good or bad. We're saying it may be good or bad for you. Um, but it is not universally bad that that much can be pretty roundly that that can be pretty roundly rejected. And, um, you know, don't, don't believe, don't believe the random person on Instagram telling you that soy is going to make you grow boobs or, uh, whatever, you know, um, exactly. So, so yeah. So like, again, I started it, it went the first month, first month went really well felt good and energy was like as normal as can be it's hard again nowadays like looking back it's like six years ago i'm like you're like oh did you like how did you feel i'm like i probably felt pretty good because i'm still doing it today so like i don't think it was bad like i didn't wake up every morning being like oh my god like i need to like to basically inject like coffee into my veins to get me moving or like whatever like <laughs> did I you have had, cravings though surprisingly no and wow i am surprised I to hear that I don't, and so, especially because like if you knew me when i was like a meat eater like i'd be the guy it's like it's june right it's yeah it's yeah, june today yeah. june the 11th june or 12th, 12th. Or yeah june, june 12th. 12th it's like 30 degrees here like think celsius um, not no, not fair it's freezing it's too below freezing here it's, it's about 90 it's like, degrees up there it's like 80, 80 degrees or so fahrenheit right now here but like i would cook a turkey in the middle of summer so like it's 80 85 degrees outside sweltering heat and i'll have my my stove cranked for like four or five hours cooking a turkey. I'm smoking a six bone beef short rib tomorrow and it's <laughs> there 85 go. degrees here. So I'm going to be, at, I'm going to be keeping a smoker at 285 degrees for six to eight hours tomorrow. So in your house, uh, out just, uh, just yeah. outside. Yeah. Just, just outside. outside, but enough just producing more heat. Yeah. I'm still so, going to be sitting next to it monitoring temperature when it's 80 <laughs> degrees and it's going to be, you know, so just be death. I'm, so I'm committed to tur- it. I would cook a turkey whenever I use that. Like you open my freezer, there would be like two or three turkeys at all times. There was like half a dozen or so packs of chicken breasts, fish, turkey, like you name it. I had it. Like I just used to consume it all the time. And then, so yeah, the first month went by and I was like, okay, I felt good. And then, so I was like in the May now. And then I was like, okay, summertime, whatever. I was like, maybe I'll try to get to like Thanksgiving. So Canadian Thanksgiving for the American folks listening is in October. It's like early October. So I'm like, okay, let's see if I can get to October because for Thanksgiving is like my wife's side. Like we have a really, really 
they they go all out like big family get together 15 people plus 15 20 people full time doing it right man doing it right doing it right so i'm like if i can get to thanksgiving and i can get past even thanksgiving without eating i'm I'm, i'll be set without eating meat without eating meat (laughs) i'm eating food (laughs) i am eating food the whole time i'm like i'll be good and i just kept going day by day week by week and just going and that momentum and then I got through it. And I was like, it was cool. And like, okay. Did you get any looks at family Thanksgiving when you're like, no turkey for me. Thank you. I Luckily, will take well, an extra, an extra scoop of mashed potatoes, an extra roll, a couple extra pieces of corn. Some that, does pie. that mashed potato have butter in it? By the way, <laughs> or no butter. So the cool thing is like my wife, my wife's side, they're very, they're cool. Like my parents are cool too. Like my, I say, like, everyone who probably gives me the most grief or questions me about not eating meat is still my dad. Like he'll still be like, why don't you just have a piece of chicken today, Steve? I'm like, cause I don't want to dad. He's like, but why just have a piece of chicken? I'm like, dad, it's like six years. Like, come on. I'm like, if I want to have chicken, I'll have it, but I don't feel like it today. But like my wife's side, like, so we are, we are there, her aunt and uncles, um, my, like her cousin, my wife's cousin, like his, him and his partner, they were vegan, like full on vegan for like 11 years. My wife's sister was vegan for like three or four years herself, maybe longer. So they, they've experienced what it's like to not eat meat. So when I told them I was doing it, they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. They're like, oh, just make sure we cook up some like extra potatoes or extra vegetables and like extra, like, hey, do you want me to cook up a portobello mushroom? I'm like, perfect. That sounds great. Like, I'll take two. They're like, no problem. We'll have it for you. So they, they cater to me and they didn't care. And like, it's really, no not, one's that, really, it's really not that hard. I mean, it's not. It's, and that's really the other not. thing too is like, when people are always like, man, I couldn't be vegan. I, can't, I couldn't eat meat. And I was like, you're talking to a guy. Again, I just told the story. Like, I had all this food in my freezer all the time. Like I just meant on an individual meal level, it's not that hard to cater no. to somebody that is vegan. But for oh, me personally, I, like I, I don't, I don't know. I, personally, I, even going vegan than plant based, I it was either than I, I love meat. <laughs> so did I. Again, I don't know if I told you a story, but I'll tell you, before I stopped, so Easter was early in 2015. It was like Easter, like early April, I think it was, and I bought myself a 30 pound turkey that I full on cooked up, and I knew I was. I'd already decided that I was going to stop eating meat on May the first. So I was like man, I cooked this thing up. And it's like, I have like a couple of weeks to finish this turkey. <laughs> so literally for like two, 30 pounds of turkey in two weeks, pretty much like my, my wife was like, Oh my gosh, she's like another fucking turkey, Steve. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, get it away from me. I can't even look at it. And my, <laughs> my, my oldest was like two at the time. So she wasn't even, she wasn't eating much. Uh, like she had a little bit of turkey, but she was just like, she wasn't eating like 30 yeah, pounds. She, worth. She yeah, wasn't putting she, in her share. Nowadays she, she was, was not pulling her weight. She was not pulling her weight. So I was like, I just was like, probably, and people say, that's probably what made you stop eating meat. It's like eating that 30 pound turkey for like 10 days in a row. I'm like, yeah, probably I consumed so much turkey. And that last time I was just like, oh my God, well, like, just, just get it away from me forever, yeah. forever. So yeah, so it's, it's been six years um, and I feel great. I, I don't um, feel like I'm weaker. I always get people sometimes, even my brother-in-law was like, man, it's like, you're strong now. Like, what if you hate some meat? Like how much stronger could you be? And I was like, I think people misunderstand what, what protein is used for. I know. And that like, there are so <laughs> protein just, helps build muscle, but, but does, one, one of the, one of the biggest problems that people run into in, in our sport, or I will also say in CrossFit, because it is a very, very common um, in a lot of CrossFit boxes that the, especially 10 years ago, it's less prevalent now, but they were very, very strong on the paleo, um, mm-hmm. which, which is a lot of plant, a lot of, a lot of animal proteins and then very, and then very little carbohydrates. Well, yeah, high fat. Kettle, kettlebell sport 
and and CrossFit are very similar in the energy systems required to do them, um, which it's a highly glycolytic sport, which means you're over your anaerobic threshold, usually for extended periods of time, and you burn through a lot of glycogen, you burn through a lot of blood sugar. The only thing that replaces that is carbohydrates, right? Exactly. So, so a lot of people in this sport are actually carbohydrate deficient. And if you're carbohydrate deficient, doing a highly glycolytic sport for a long period of time, what ends up happening is your body consumes a lot of your hormones and your hormones get really really wrecked. And that's where you'll start seeing amenorrhea from, from women. You'll start seeing hypothyroidism. You'll start seeing like, you know, you put yourself in a, in a, either in a severe caloric deficit for an extended period of time, or if you're just not fueling your body properly for the type of training that you're doing for an extended period of time, putting yourself under high load, high levels of stress, highly glycolytic sport, where you're producing a lot of lactic acid, a lot of lactate, right. And you're not replenishing that, like bad things happen metabolically. For sure. So, so like, Honestly, like I can see where we're being plant-based. You're probably going to get a lot more carbohydrates into your diet. Like what does your macro sp split look like now? Uh, do you know? Do you know, I it, guess it's probably the first. I don't really, honestly, like I say, like when it comes to like, I don't really, I wouldn't say I know, but I would say roughly probably it could be like 70 to 80% of my diet. That's, that like, was the number I had in my head was like between like, 60 and 80% probably depending on the day and how much yeah, fat you get in. Exactly. Like there, obviously there are some days where, you know, you, you have like, again, I'll say the, like a beyond, like a burger, like a beyond meat burger or another like plant-based, like, like processed burger, it's going to be higher in fat or you have like yeah, plant-based sausages. Like you that's just where they make it taste good. Like the fat exactly, comes in and that's right? what gives it flavor. You just have something that's like processed and it's going to be a little bit higher in fat. It'll have, and that's how you're going to get more fat in the day. But generally when I'm eating really healthy and like, like, which is like probably like most of the time for myself, like during the yeah. weekdays, I don't have like cheat days or cheat meals. I just have food when I want to eat. Like, that's my thing too. Is like, I don't, I don't ever restrict food from myself per se, like besides like obviously not eating meat, but yeah, but within, but within, but within the framework that you've chosen to, to eat, you don't restrict your calories. You listen to your no. body, you eat what you want, you eat what sounds good. You eat as much as makes you feel full and then exactly. you stop and then you stop and then you, that sounds like a really fucked up relationship with food, man. And like, you're, you're not, you're not tracking everything that goes Never. in your body. You're not, <laughs> you're, no, not so like, you're not feeling dirty and shameful for having that, that loaf of bread that Eric St. Owen lovingly baked for you and dropped off. Oh, bread, which is so funny too. I don't know if people that like so many people when I'm like, when I tell them like, I don't eat stuff. They're like, man, I don't think I do it. Cause I, I just love bread so much. I'm like, you can eat bread. <laughs> most bread you're like hold on let me pull out this baguette i just happened yeah. to have with me and i'm like you can have bread and they're like what i'm like yeah i go realistically 99 percent of the time the only bread that actually has like animal product in it is gluten-free bread and they use like egg whites because they need a binding because they don't they need gluten, a binder so they use the yeah. egg whites is that so that's yeah. the only bread i can have and half the time gluten-free bread is really shit too it tastes like crap well, gluten, gluten is what gluten is, the, gluten is the protein in wheat that gives bread its elasticity. And so like when you, anytime you eat like a really crunchy or like pillowy bread or dough or whatever, and you're like, oh my God, this is so like, that's the gluten. So good. Yeah. That's the gluten. It is. Like, it's like, so. oh, the gluten is so good. I just, I just love bread. So like, yeah, like maybe if like all breads were like, like plant-based, I might not be plant-based because I just couldn't get about bread. <laughs> just kidding. I just, I, I do love bread. I don't eat, I yeah, you have bread every so now and again. Well, but... take us take us through what a typical day looks like for you, like because I don't think for for people that aren't that aren't plant based, like I can't I can't imagine what a what a normal like what's just a normal day of eating for you. Um, so I also I generally do a lot of intermittent fasting as well. That's also part of my just 
it didn't start. I was intermittent fasting. I probably was doing intermittent fasting before it was cool, just because like I would like from being a trainer and getting up, like if I was driving like my first time at six a.m., getting yeah. up at like four thirty-five o'clock, I'm not hungry yeah. at four thirty-five o'clock in the morning. So I would get to work, and then all of a sudden, like you're training like two or three clients in a row. Yeah, you got back to backs, and before you know it, exactly. you haven't eaten, and it's eleven o'clock, and you've been up since four. Yeah, exactly. And and you went to bed at like ten, and you ate something maybe eight thirty-nine. So you're at twelve or you thirteen tw- hours. You did, a, you did a twelve-hour intermittent fast before it was there, cool. Exactly <laughs> right. So before it was cool, I was intermittent fasting a lot. So then it's just always gone to me, and I've just kind of always done. Like when I get up in the mornings, because sometimes I get in the morning, I'll train myself, and then it's like I got my kids to get ready for school, daycare, my wife for, for work. So I'm just busy too. So like, even then I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not, I, I don't have time to eat. So like, oh, I'm in the car maybe, but again, at that time it could be like nine or nine 30. I've been up, I've worked out and I haven't eaten since like nine o'clock. So again, it's like 12 hours. So I generally have like, and then during the days, I, especially in the summertime, not because it's warmer, I eat a lot of fruit, like basically like bananas. Well, you know, bananas make you fat, right? Yes, bananas really, do make you fat. They're really high on the glycemic index. They, bana- if, bananas are really fattening. So if be you careful haven't how seen, many bananas you If you haven't seen Stephen Riddle, he is a, just a, a really fat, pillowy person. So if, if <laughs> you saw Steve Riddle when he was like, 20 you were correct <laughs> i think i think you're you're probably walking around at you know 10 to 12 percent body fat like all the time now so clearly bananas yeah. don't make you fat um, no bananas do not make you fat we're being like, facetious so, so bananas yes. sorry you eat a so lot of ban- fruit in the summertime and even in the like again in the winter time like i still will eat fruit but because it's colder like i generally yeah, like it's not as other it's stuff. not as seasonal it's not either. as fun to eat but like yeah. cold bananas or apples or grapes and they're more expensive and like Grace, yeah. especially um bananas quality, are good because the they're quality's cheaper. lower and yeah, yeah exactly so usually have of a, a large smoothie of some sort one or one or two bananas in a smoothie plus like two or three cups of frozen fruit water crush that down and then um a few hours later more fruit work out if it's depending after my workout depending what time is it could be like now like mid-afternoon i get another smoothie maybe a couple bananas together a couple bananas watermelon apples berries, whatever I can find, I'll have that. And then at dinner time, um, I'll have like a just my my go to is like a stir fry of some sort. So it'll be like they're always like potatoes, broccoli, carrots, peppers, and then whatever vegetables I have in the house. And then usually I'll throw in at least a cup, maybe a cup and a half of a certain type of bean I'm having. So chickpeas, red kidney beans. That's a lot. That's like and going the wrong way too. But like dinner generally is my larger meal. But Again, based on how I eat during the day, I eat very like I eat calories, but it's like low in fat, like they're low calorie foods. So like my body and because they're sugar and like fruits, it's simple sugar. So like my body digests it really fast. Yeah, so it's it goes not through. Like, it goes through you pretty quickly. It yeah. goes through me pretty quickly, and then even still at dinner, at dinner time. But you're you're in a highly time. active job too. Like you're on your exactly. feet, training people, moving around. Like so, your body needs yeah, that. So that quick it's not fuel. like I'm I'm, bur- I'm walking like I walk like ten thousand steps by like noon every day type of thing, right? So it's not like. I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta be careful because whatever. So yeah. my last again, meal, it again, depends. Context is important. It is. Steve, Steve's then, diet is not for everyone. No, no. Be careful. I, I tell that people always ask me what I eat. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you, but this works for me. It may not work for you. And it just has, it, and that's why I tell people too, is like, this just works for me really well. And I feel good. And another reason I tell people is depending on when I train, I don't know how you, I just don't like to feel full when I train. Well, I, if it's, if it's within two hours of training, Nothing, can't no, nothing, nothing goes into my stomach. Like I, I'm yeah. such, I'm such a baby about having food in my stomach. Like I've thrown up 
lifting oh, yeah. jerk before long cycle right and it's not not because it was like over like not because of lactate production but just because of like i have too much volume in my food and, or in my stomach yeah. and i've just been dropping weights on my belly over and over again and bending in half and all and then all of a sudden you're just like yeah so because you're gonna throw up like can't do like that, that. So. for myself like on my training days depending on like i always try to like the night before or the day of, I always try to map out my day. I'm like, okay, I'll look at like, say, cause I'm home with my kid for school. I'm like, I'll map out. I'm like, okay, your schedule is this. Okay. I'm going to try and I'm going to lift a nine. I do a lot of like fasted lifts per se too, or workouts just because again, I can't, I, yeah. my body, I have trained my body for years to lift or run or do whatever early in the morning when I don't have any food in me, I'll take like a pre-workout or something just to again, get my, give me some sort of caffeine boost, like yeah. all the, whatever but you, but, but you intentionally eat a big meal the night before too. exactly so so and which helps that's that's the fuel that your body is using especially when we're talking about carbohydrates fun fact carbohydrates take 24 to 36 hours to shuttle to glycogen stores in your body so the whole carbo loading the day of a competition is not helping you but carbo no. loading the day or two prior is helping you right or so forever. that's where or just well, for yeah, weeks, or, on, or, weeks or, on end or just continuously like you're doing because you because you you eat a lot more carbohydrates than than exactly. what the average person is because carbs are the devil and they make you fat or you know or they just or they just provide energy for people that are very very active and and work very very hard right that's yeah. that's the thing and again so my it's really has helped me and so that's how we do it so then like there can be days like where i'm like okay i'm gonna train at like nine and then i'm like i don't have to worry about eating and then all of a sudden like something happens don't get the train and then you're like oh okay when's my next window and then you're like, okay oh now it's like if it's one or two then i'm like i have to eat something so like around 11 ish i'll have like maybe like like one to two bananas something very light again that's easily digested that i know yeah. that i've done numerous times where <laughs> Like not, my not body gonna, won't get messed yeah, up because I'm eating like two bananas. It's like a day like today, like I've just been busy having stuff. And then I was like, I was going to train. Then we're having like friends come over to the backyard. And then I was like, oh, okay, well now I'm not going to have time to train. But like, even if like I do that and like I eat, like say I have like a slice of bread or oatmeal or peanut butter, it's just like, like, I just know my body. I'm like, okay, once I eat this food, I'm like, there is no training back. You're not going to train today. And that's cool. <laughs> You'll just train tomorrow. Yeah. And that, that's it. And then, and that's how I just, really that's why like my day in food eating like i never ever have a structured day of eating you don't it's have a really standard, you don't have a standard day no and there's some days like i say like when i wake up or when i train i'm like okay, i'm gonna eat this and then i get downstairs and i'm like oh no i'm actually really hungry i want to have like this so i'll have like maybe a bigger meal like after my workout which you mean mid-afternoon and then my dinner will be lighter like it'll just be like a salad with some vegetables and like some beans thrown on it and then i usually <laughs> like this i finished my night off like mid mid snack with a bowl of cereal yeah <laughs> cereal first then the milk the cereal first that's right cereal Shout first josh none josh. of us are none of us are psychopath serial killers that put their milk in first weird puts in their milk first who does the milk who first? puts in milk first this this cereal. So it doesn't make sense so weird but yeah so like that's it like it's funny too is like people are like oh like and isn't like eating like like plant-based boring and i'm like no because like and i'm like isn't eating like chicken five days a week boring for you too they're like you have you're having like broccoli i have broccoli you're having potatoes i have potatoes the only thing i'm different is you're having like i'm having chickpeas and you're having chicken so it's like the only thing really different between our two meals is our protein, protein source like you're animal i'm not eating animal so it's like then people say they're like oh okay 
but like chicken is so delicious. I'm like, is it really? Cause I've had, I've again, from like doing fitness competitions, having really dry chicken uh, with yeah. no sauce, yeah. nothing is not good. Yeah. That's, I think that's, I think that's probably where I differ. I'm like, I'm like, like just chicken. Who does that? I'm like chicken, steak, lamb, uh, different kinds of fish. Like I'll venison elk, like I'll go, go the whole gamut, but you know, I had, but I did actually fun fact. I did actually go, I did actually, uh, go, go vegetarian for a month in college, my freshman year of college, simply because somebody told me I couldn't. They're like, you couldn't, you couldn't eat vegetarian for, for a, I'm like, bet, right? Let's the, go. The problem for me, uh, or at least, uh, you know, 18 year old me, uh, was like, I, I quickly figured out like Doritos are vegetarian. Like, oh, it was dirty. It was the, it was like, oh, Twinkies oh, are vegetarian too. Like, oh, this is, go. this is easy. Like, oh, cheese pizza. It wasn't vegan. It was just vegetarian. Vegetarian, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And geez. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, cheese pizza is vegetarian. Like cheesy eggs are vegetarian. Cheese grits are uh, cheese with everything. Like it was, <laughs> it was not, it was like. Cheese makes know. everything really good too. So <laughs> it's know. like. I don't know if my, my vegetable uh consumption went up at all but i i made it the month and i was like no this sucks i don't like i was it was not i didn't i didn't feel any better because but it was because i was eating i was eating i was eating cereal like tons of cereal oh yeah and probably 20 pounds of cheese in your in your body for that month all the shit like just just terrible it was awful like i was i was the worst i was the worst least healthy vegetarian you've ever ever seen it was just you know but it's that but it fits the label so there you go i think i tried as well like way back in the day too when i was like 17 or 18 maybe 16 i can't remember but i was like i'm gonna be vegetarian like this is when i still lived at home my parents and stuff i told my mom she's like okay it like lasted a meal (laughs) it's just like what am i gonna eat and she's like i don't know what are you gonna eat i'm like uh yeah okay maybe not I'm, I'm gonna change my mind i'm like no no i'll take the i'll take the the chicken like like chris and dad are having give me yeah. that too so it's just like it was a short-lived adventure that way back but obviously this I, time around i give you i gave you a shout out on instagram to today or I yesterday saw. because 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 like I, I i you turned my head on the on the on the dry oats like i've never really thought about doing dry oats just like i do cereal like other cereal and like mm-hmm. now that it's literally become my favorite breakfast where i just take like dry gluten-free rolled oats yeah. put them in with chia seeds frozen blueberries some some nuts some honey and like some high protein milk and i just stir that together let it sit for like five minutes just so the oats take on some a little bit of the moisture and soften yeah. just a little bit and then i just crush that and it's yeah. like it's like oh, become yeah, it's become one of my favorite it's become one of my favorite breakfasts now because it's like it's that two minute breakfast right it's just like pour, oh, it all in a, sure. pour it all in a bowl and just and just go it. right like super super easy so soon you'll when, just be eating like spoons of like dry oats so like that's like the next level that's the next level. <laughs> when did when did you decide to just do dry oats like a thoroughbred uh i <laughs> I you think again, give him his that was a really bad force of pressure. <laughs> I think the dry oats started. This was even like when I was an, like a mediator, this would be, I, I was doing, so I've done like fitness competitions and shows like bodybuilding, like, you know, walk yeah. around in a speedo, whatever, like yeah. flex on the super, super tan, tiny, super, speedo. super tan. I'm trying to look for photos to show you guys, but I can't find any of them. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know. I don't know. Either my wife threw them out without me knowing, or I threw them out because they're like, whatever. Um, but like, as you are well aware, I 
when you're doing like a fitness show the last like few days like you water deplete yourself and you up the carbs right so I was doing a show I'm like okay well like I can't drink water but I need to up my carbs like what's the easiest way that I can also um track how many like cups or calories each thing was right so I was like okay Mm. well just like you know let's have like dry six with a spoon six six cups of like dry oats and I was like people are like what's wrong with you i'm like this is the way i know i'm gonna get x amount of calories x amount of carbs there's no fat and i can't add water so i'm like it was horrific to do especially when you're water depleting. At, that, like, at that time especially yeah because your body wants the water so bad so that, so those, bad. Oats, those oats are just going into your stomach and like soaking up <laughs> what little water you have if any and <laughs> oh, then that sounds so it's terrible it's horrible it started then and then i don't know if i was doing it for a while before that maybe I, I think i did i think i started training myself to eat it without water so when i did finally do it i was used to it and it wouldn't mm. be such a phenomenon like my body would be like so like messed up it was like psychological too which, yeah again and down the last like few days of a fitness competition like it's all psychological because like you are carb depleted like or wire depleted and then you're carb depleted, and like your body is just it doesn't know what the hell's going on but it looks so great you and you yeah you look great for like a day or two you feel, you feel like great death. and then you go on this big bender and you eat like everything you can and then you wake up the next morning going oh my goodness what oh did i just my do god oh my god <laughs> so uh, i'd been doing it for a while before that and then it just got to a point where it was like i'm so used to eating dry oats i was like i'm not even going to like put the water and stick it in the microwave to heat it up I'm just going to eat like this because it's faster. I'm saving myself four or five minutes because I'm not cooking it, which again, as a life of a trainer, a life of a, a dad or person, yeah. you're busy. Time is the of the essence. Time is money. Time is money. And I just kept doing it. And people are like, why don't you put water in? I'm like, that's cool. I'm fine. I don't mind it. And they're like, that's gross. I'm like, you know, it's, it's food. And again, it's like, you're almost looking at that point too, where you're looking at like, food is fuel it's just you, food is fuel that's all my whole life is based around food is fuel it's not for purpose it's not to like because mm, i enjoy eating this it's like i just need it to get me to do this tomorrow or two days from now like that's exactly how i look at it and it just continued from then and i've been doing it now for a while but like every now and again like oh you know shock the world and i'll put water in i'll cook a bowl of oatmeal <laughs> and like have a regular bowl of oatmeal that's cooked up and my wife's like what's wrong with you i'm like what do you mean she's like you're cooking your oatmeal today i'm like yeah it's felt like a change just felt like warm. I had, I had the extra four minutes today. It's okay. <laughs> I'm t- yeah. I don't need to worry about time. It's, it's a casual day today. It's a relaxing <laughs> day. It's a cook oatmeal kind of day today. Oh, uh, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. Right, then, so what are so what are your big so what are your big tips for somebody for somebody for somebody that you're that you're working with, right? If you're going to work with a client yep. on nutrition, right? We've been really clear on like that's what works for you, and you're very clear yep. about giving guidance that this is what works for me. When you're working with somebody, how do you go about assessing what will work? better for them like what are what what's kind of your framework that you work with when you consult people on on how to improve their nutrition and especially if they're like competing in kettlebell sport like what what do you what kind of tips do you give to people well i i always want to ask them first like what foods they like obviously like trying to avoid like the higher fatty like processed foods like the eat takeout food or whatever so i find out what foods they enjoy because i always tell people like it's going to be easier to eat healthy when you're eating stuff that you actually have eaten before and you actually like, because if I'm going to come to you and say, Oh, like you can't eat like this, you have to eat like this random, like say jackfruit. And if you don't like jackfruit, you'd be like, Oh my God, like I can't stand eating jackfruit. Like this sucks. You're never going to do it. You're not going to sustain 
the purpose of the diet or the, the nutrition plan. Cause I don't like calling it diet. It's like nutrition. Yeah, plan. So like you have to find a balance in like things that you will enjoy that you like to eat, that you can readily get and it's available and also try to make it simple, like for people, because let's not get like the crazy, you know, keto, like the diets you find on the online that are like, you have to do like, you know, you're a guy. So you're going to eat 1500 calories for the next six to eight weeks. And you're going to have one day a week where all you're going to drink is water or like these three super smoothies that I'm going to sell you. And I'm going to give you like a bucket full of like pills and crap because like that doesn't work. That's not going to last long-term. Yeah. So it's, it's probably not going to work me, in the short term either, but that's... not short term or long term. Like you're going to starve yourself. You're going to hate yourself. And then you're going to binge you one day or a week or two days a week. And you're going to like, it's going to work totally... really well for separating you from some hard earned money. And that's about exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which I've seen so many people do. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like it's this person's not helping you. They're just stealing from you. So I always like to keep it simple, find out what they like to eat. So I usually get them to make like a list of foods that they like, enjoy, like for like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. And then I'll just give them, a lot of ideas and it's mostly it's ideas. It's okay. Like, you know, or I'll take track your food for a few days for me. Let me see how you're eating. Cause that's also a really good way of finding out what they like to eat, when they eat, how they eat. And then I can usually base and, it around that. And, be, and it's be also, like, it also makes them have to write down what they are actually eating. And a lot of times yeah. you get a lot of awareness around like, Oh, that, that four ounce chicken breast is actually a 12 ounce chicken breast or whatever. Like, exactly. like, like people learn a lot that when they actually have to measure and weigh their food for a few days, they're like, Oh, oh man, I'm, e- I'm eating a lot more than I thought, or I'm eating bit, or I'm eating a lot less or, than I thought or, right? exactly. like, or vice versa. Right. It's like, yeah. they think they think they're eating a lot or they think they're eating good. And then it's like, no, you're like 200 calories short here. You're 400 calories above here. Like, let's just work with this. Like, and hey, you hit your macros perfectly. <laughs> I don't see a single fruit or vegetable on here. <laughs> what are you oh, doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't really eat those. Yeah. Okay. Probably, let's, let's probably, make a probably should work on that. <laughs> so, so I just, I really try to keep things simple for them. Like that's the biggest thing is because I say, again, I've said before, so again, if they enjoy it and they like the foods they eat, they will do it and they will continue to do it. And I just, I guess that's, that's interesting because your perspective is food is fuel. And like, yeah. you're like, you're like, that's what works for me. Food is fuel. I don't even really care about whether I enjoy it or not. It's just fuel to get me to the purpose. But when you're working with the client, your perspective is I have to make sure they enjoy it. I have to know what they like. Right. Because, because, because they need, lo- they need long-term sustainability, which is just exactly. great. Like I, I applaud and you. Like that's awesome. Because like you and like me, we're different animals. Very when it much. comes to this, right? Clydesdale, the, thoroughbred. The, the client we work with generally, they, they just want to be, they want to be healthy. They want to have, they want to live longer. They want to be more active with their kids. They want more flexibility, more strength. They, they're trying to just get better shape for themselves to make stuff they do outside the gym better. Most times people come to the gym, they hate being at the gym. They don't like working out. They just know it's good for them. That's where they go. They know eating healthy is good. They just don't choose to do it because eating healthy Pizza's can sometimes delicious. be exactly right <laughs> eating bad foods delicious so you're just slowly trying to like fix things and again my biggest thing is a lot of times too i tell a lot of it, like try to focus on one thing at a time mm. right like when it comes to like eating like yeah. try eliminating like say the sugary snacks at night versus let's try eliminate sugary snacks at breakfast sure, like five different things and you're telling them, like because i see a lot of times too trainers like oh you can't eat x y z 
Yeah. Or A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. You give them a list that's this long. Yeah. Here's all the things that you can't eat. And they're like, and here's oh, the things you can. Okay. And then we're like, oh my God. Like, I'm like, people still have to enjoy life because. Well, and that fucks up their relationship humans. with food too, though. Like that's exactly. the thing. Like you start, when you start demonizing food, like, or, or it's just like, Hey, Steven, you can't have bread anymore. What are you going to think about bread? Bread all the freaking exactly. time right and it's like you can't have the cookie what do people think about the cookie don't think about a pink elephant what did everybody just think about a pink elephant right like we're programmed when we're told we can't have a thing to want that thing right so like exactly it's, it's super this. important to like make no not make any food off limits right like i, yeah. I will say like don't do meth that like i that's like when it comes to, when, like 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 is other, there anything from this podcast today yeah. don't do meth don't do meth like yeah there of course That's there it. are there are some hard fast things that you should just avoid 100 of the time but in general i'm like nothing is off limits there's no. just like and and that's the other thing too again like when it comes to be me being plant-based i will give people meat options like i don't care like i tell people like people are like man you're telling me chicken i'm like yeah they're like but you don't i'm like that's me though i'm like <laughs> that's i chose i chose to be a plant-based eater or not eat meat you didn't my wife believe you don't try and impose your your eating values on other people eat this and this and this i'm like i just want you to i go instead of like having like the deep fried like french fries with your chicken have like a baked potato that's a simple solution you're gonna save yourself a lot of calories and fat and you still get and you still get and you still get both you want exactly instead of having maybe all the mashed potatoes yeah like less half the butter or you know core the butter because you'll still get those nice mashed potatoes you want but you're cutting back on some things yeah so harm reduction exactly because again it's my clients will not see success or the people i work with will not see success if they're not enjoying what they're doing and they feel that i chose i basically told them you're restricted this is i'm going to give you your diet you have to eat this and if you don't uh like you know you're not gonna be a client of my type of thing anymore or like you're gonna die like it's like (laughs) it's almost like and again i've seen so many trainers like who have done this before. And I'm kind of like, man, I, I can't believe like you're telling your person like to do that. Like you're not a, their mom or dad. It's like, it's a you're pet just peeve of mine. I, I like, it is such a pet peeve of mine for people to, to make it so extreme that they're like, I, I don't like, and it's amazing to me how that like rigidity seems to attract people because there are people that feel like, and it's because of the, it's a mindset thing. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm so bad. I need somebody that's going to hold me accountable. And there's going to be the disciplinary and they're going to tell me what I can and can't. I just need somebody to tell me what I need to do. So I can, so I, and they're like, I need the list. I need you to tell me what I can yeah. and can't eat. And they want it. And then, and then they're surprised when it doesn't work because they like, I could give you the perfect plan, <laughs> but if you hate it, and you can't gonna stick do to it. it. It's not the perfect plan. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. That's but everybody has this in their head that like there's oh. a there is a perfect plan. There's the right way to eat. There's the best workout. There's the best diet. And or so, the magic pill. That well, right or, pill. Yeah. Let well, me tell again, you about our new sponsor. <laughs> there was a, a, a friend. He sent me this like video, like this thing on Instagram a couple of days ago, and, and it was this student lived off like apple cider vinegar and this oh my god he's like is this a scam i'm like oh it's 100 percent a scam like apple cider vinegar and keto was it keto oh keto advanced 1500 and apple cider vinegar helped this person lose 20, like 50 pounds i'm like no it didn't well no, i mean it maybe, maybe it did but what happened after 
after the or, 50 pounds <laughs> or what were they doing beyond just like taking this supplement and apple cider vinegar like you know apple you know what vinegar. you know what happened to people stranded in the mountains in chile they lost 50 pounds too because they weren't eating anything right like shocking you know <laughs> it's it's odd when you when you remove calories from the body what what happens like exactly losing weight amputees lose an average of 10 pounds per amputation right like it's just not, that's not a good weight loss solution no. but it does help you lose weight exactly you know? and again like as you no, and I've had numerous conversations with like Matt about this too, Matt Forrest, like we talk about. He is always like the number one mistake people make when they're want to lose weight is like, okay, I want to lose like 20 pounds. So it's like that means I should eat like what 500 calories a day or a thousand calories a day. And you're like, no, whoa, like what are you doing? It's like they have this mindset, they're like, I need to lose weight. That just mean that equates to like I can't eat food. And you're like, just that's no like food. It's just no food. Like, just and no food, like, yeah. if I only eat like 500 calories and I burn 25, like I'm, I'm going to lose a lot of weight. And you're like, yeah, sure. In the first few days, but then all of a sudden, like you're going to, your body's going to like shock and like starve itself to death. And you're going to yeah. have like metabolic down regulation is going to happen. And especially again, like, as you first mentioned, like in kettlebell sport, if you under eat to an extent, like your next set or your competitions, like you're going to suck. Like you're going to have, you're going to go in there feeling so fatigued and so drained. You're, you're like, I can't, like, like you lift an eight kilogram kettlebell and you'd be like, oh my God, like I, I, this feels like it's a hundred kilograms. And yeah. that's the other biggest, like again, biggest mistake people make is just not eating to sustain what they're doing under fueling on their life. Yeah. Under fueling is huge. A caloric huge. deficit is a stress on your body. Exercise, 100%. intense exercise is a stress on your body, right? Not sleeping is a stress on your body, right? Are we noticing a thing? All of these things that people tend to do are all stresses. You know, it's not a stress on your body, a caloric surplus or exactly. at least at least maintenance calories, right? So, and if you are having those stresses of sustained high level output, sustained high levels of stress in your life, you actually probably need more calories than what your baseline is because you are in a period of stress. You need to send safety signals to your body. It's one of the, it's, it's, it shouldn't be counterintuitive, but it is counterintuitive in the current culture because the current understanding is the like, just don't need to eat. Like if I need to lose that's weight, I don't just, just don't. eat less, eat less, move more. That's, that's what that's it takes, it. right? Eat it's less, simple. move more. It's like, yeah, sure. That will work for losing weight to a point, but do you want to keep the muscle and lose body fat? Exactly. And the, and do that's you the care thing what that, like, that weight looks like? And that's what they don't see, right? They don't hear about that. They just hear like, I just want to lose 25 pounds. I just want to lose 20 pounds and I'll do whatever I can to lose those 20 to 25 pounds. And then it's like, well, you're going to have to eat like this. And they're like, Oh no, 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 no. I can't do that. I can't do that. I feel heavy. I feel full. I feel, I feel bloated. And you're like, relax, take the time, take, take the time. time. It's going to work. It will happen. Well, Steve, thank you so much. We could, we could riff and rant probably for, for another couple Forever. hours, but uh, I want to be respectful of your time. So I will just say thank you very much for coming on and nerding out with me on Star Wars. I'm very excited for the, uh, for the Rural Struck Open, and we will make sure that the link is in the episode notes. Thank and, you. Uh, how, many, how many of your lifters are, are, are competing? All of them, right? All of them are going to be lifting, yes. That's if they're right. not, they're off the team. I'm just Rav kidding. Craft board on. No, all my team is going to be lifting. It should be an amazing event. We wish it, we hope we can do something in person, maybe a little. Hopefully, fingers crossed. The tunnel's not. almost done. Don't worry. The tunnel's almost done. We're going we'll under the wall. Really amazing online event. If not, um, everyone's going to have a great time. There's a great prizes. And yeah, we'll just have really cool awards and certificates as well for everyone to get in the mail because who doesn't like getting mail? 
<laughs> really sweet <laughs> certificates. Exactly. <laughs> and stickers. And stickers. And stickers. And stickers. We will bring Don't the forget. stickers too. That's right. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate you coming on. As always, man, it's great. It's great chatting with you. And uh I look forward to to competing and I uh, look forward to I look forward to actually being able to give you a hug in person some sometime soon. I can't wait to give you a hug too, Jordan. That's All right, good. man. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. See you, brother. Take it easy, man. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Platform Podcast. I'm Jordan Cundy Wright. We'll be back with a new episode for you next week. Please don't forget to register for the Twin Cities Kettlebell Open on our website, TwinCitiesKettlebellClub.com. And if you have a question or a suggestion, please email me at TwinCitiesKettlebellClub at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Twin Cities Kettlebell Club. And if you want to step onto the platform and compete in kettlebell sport, please reach out to me. Until next time.